0: Thanks for tuning in on our Canyon Hills San Luis Obispo podcast. Wherever you're tuning in from, we pray you're encouraged by the message. John 20, verse 30. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, other signs that were could be miracles, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now I'm going to read that again and I'm going to slow down. I'm going to point out a couple of things. And truly Jesus did many other signs. Everyone say signs. Now another word for that in some translations is miracles. In other words John is saying in the book of John Jesus did many other miracles. He goes on to say which are not written in this book. So that would lead us to believe that Jesus did more than that and he did. But then he gives two reasons on why he's writing about these miracles. He sees these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. That's important because the Messiah coming and all the prophecies coming pointed to the miracles that Jesus would do and the things that Jesus would do. So John is saying, hey, this is further proof that this is the Messiah. Super important. The next thing he says and believing that you may have life in his name. Now that word life, when you break it down into Greek, comes from the Greek word zoe. Look at your other neighbor that you avoided and say zoe. This is what it means. In other words, zoe is a quality of life. Life has two in the Greek, okay? It's, it's bios, which is biology, meaning you will live a certain amount of years on this earth. The Bible says it's appointed a man to once die. <laughs> You're going to die. We are all going to die. What John is saying is that if you understand the miracles that Jesus did, it is going to give you a quality of life that, guess what? You might just be looking for. But you have to believe that Jesus did the miracles. Today, if you're taking notes, I want to speak to you on the subject of miracles happen Y'all might hate me for this one, and miracles don't. Ouch. Miracles happen, and miracles don't. Don't worry, I'll talk about it a whole lot more. Would you bow your heads, would you close your eyes? Father, help in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. You may be seated. All right, so very quickly, I want to talk to you today on this subject of miracles And how I firmly believe that understanding these these miracles can help build your faith. Faith is an important thing to God. We talked about that last week. But I want to talk to you about a God that I believe does miracles even to this day. Question is this. How many of you believe that God has the power to touch a sick body and make it well? Show of hands. You believe that to be true. Okay. I believe it to be true. Completely true. Because I believe God's word. When you look through scripture, you'll see stories of miracles from the Old Testament, even to the New Testament. In the New Testament, we see there are 30 different miracles that Jesus did, whether that was sickness and body, blind eyes, raising the dead. All of these different stories, taking fish and loaves, multiplying it. Jesus did these miracles, When you get to the book of Acts we see the miracles begin to continue on. Matter of fact there's one story. I thought I would try this story on you guys today without telling you. Just go for it and see what would happen. But I'm just going to let it out because I don't know how to keep a secret that well anyways. But remember the story when when Paul is preaching and it says at about midnight he's preaching and he's going and he's going. See some of you you get like pastor's been talking for 35 minutes. He needs to stop. It's a little long. Paul kept preaching, and preaching, and preaching, and preaching. And the Bible says there was this young man, he's sitting on a windowsill. And we know that it was up, because the Bible says he fell out of the windowsill, and he died. Now, I don't know if that was boredom from Paul's sermon, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or nobody can go hours upon hours upon hours with someone speaking. But we know this to be true. The young man falls out to his death, and he dies. So Paul being a man of God, equipped of God, goes down, prays, young man is raised from the dead. Miracle. What did you say? Miracle. You guys want to test that out today? No? Okay, cool. No, we won't do that. He, he, it's what I call he raised him from sermon boredom. He just, he's like, he's up. But I think the most controversial of all the miracles in the New Testament, though, was when Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law because scholars believe this is indeed the real reason why Peter denied Christ three times. Tough crowd, tough crowd. It's a really bad joke. If this wasn't a piece of paper, I would cross it out right now and never say that joke again. Instead, I'll just make a mental note. Don't make the, thank you, sir. Just joking, mother-in-law's in the room, calm down, everything's good. My mother-in-law is with the little kids right now, but she's watching on the screen. Love you. (laughs) Listen, I believe in a God that has the power to heal. I believe the same power that healed the sick when Jesus walked the earth can heal the sick today, but sometimes healings happen and sometimes they don't. Jacob, my my youngest, he was on the front row drumming his little heart out like he does every single week. If you've been attending our church, you would know that he was born with a third degree heart blockage. They were going to try to get him to a year old to where they can insert a pacemaker and he would live the rest of his life with a pacemaker on his heart. I'm looking at Tristan in the room today, heart condition, stories upon stories of some of you in this room where God has completely healed, whether it's a baby or whether it's an adult. But then at the same time, I've seen the same people pray for something else and a miracle not happen. At the beginning of this week, a gentleman who was in our church about four months ago, helping us get our sound figured out, married a young lady that was in our youth group for many years. And at the age of 30 years old in good health no underlying factors with a 3 month old and a 3 year old comes down with covid and at midnight monday morning he dies going to his wife's facebook page strong believers He was actually the front of house sound guy for Jesus Culture Sacramento. Going all the way up and down their feed, they'd go to the hospital every single day. Every day. And they couldn't go in, but they would stand outside in a yard with worship music, worshiping and praying that God would heal Caleb. His mother went in at the same time, still fighting for her life even now. Now here's this mom with two young children who believes God, loves God, is faithful to the things of God, praying and praying and praying, yet he dies. I realize that in this moment, and even thinking about this all week long, knowing that we were going to be talking about the miracles that this part right here would, would seem really, really heavy. And it is, because death is a heavy thing. But it's also a real moment for a lot of us to ask ourselves, does God heal or does God not heal? Is it a yes? Is it a no? What is it? Well, what do you do when God heals one, but God doesn't heal the other? When, 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 what happens is, especially when it gets more personal, when it hits closer to home, like in your life and in my life, we ask that question a whole lot more, don't we? You ever heard people say, man, if God's so good, then why does, and they just fill in the list, this all began to happen, right? we got a general response. It's a fallen world. It's an evil world. And it's because of sin. Not, maybe not the sin of them, but just the sin of Adam and Eve, and it's trickled all the way down. Man, it's a tough subject to talk about. And knowing that in our, in our Read Scripture app, that for the past few weeks we've been reading of all these miracles that Jesus did. At some point though, you come face to face with this idea of, okay, that's great, but he wasn't healed. We have people in our church that have, battled, have been battling sickness for years. Husbands who are praying for their wives, who have things going on in their body for years and they know God can heal because they read it in scripture they've seen it happen for somebody else but it's not happening for their wife what do you do with that it's tough see that the the tension that you feel in this moment is very intentional because it's not just a thing that a pastor has to wrestle with as believers you have to wrestle with this what happens when one is healed and one's not? What do we do? What do we feel? How do we talk about that? It's difficult. There's also a proper understanding of miracles. I've heard people say, well, that is such a cop-out from you Christians. Because I'll tell people, sometimes we only relegate healing to here on earth and, and forget and understand that healing takes for that believer at their last breath when they stand before a God. Healed and whole in that moment we don't know why it didn't happen here but i tell you what in that moment healed let's just step away from physical things what about believing god for miracles in our marriages and our finances in our children and the salvation of our friends it's not just a body thing like is there anybody in here that just needs god to do something like a miracle yeah if not then you're not believing for anything guys like honestly can i just shoot straight with you it's like when I ask people, can I pray for you? They're like, uh, nothing, I'm good. I'm like, you need to be believing God for a whole lot more. Yeah. Like you, I mean, it's, you've made God so small. The minute, I'm just going to, okay, teaching moment. Anytime someone says, hey, what can I be praying about? You need to have something that you believe in God for. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's, it's weird, right? It's like, okay, what's a miracle that you need in your life? <laughs> what can I pray for? <laughs> you need something. Sorry, I wasn't in my notes, that's free. But what I'm saying is, it's like, man, you're believing God for something to take place and it doesn't happen. Here's, here's what we have to do. We have to have this foundational thought. So I'd love for you to write this down. It's not on the screen, but I think, I think it's worth writing. We have to build on this foundational thought of miracles, okay? And healing, especially. God heals. But not all the time. We need to come to grips with that. On this earth, that is. On this earth, we believe God heals. But sometimes, He doesn't. 1 Timothy 4.20 says, three examples of People in Scripture. That Aristus, what a name, right there! By the way, we're going to call him E. He stayed in Corinth, but Tromphimus, we're going to call him T. E.T. Phone home. Um, so, some of you guys, I'm sorry, I realize I'm getting older and people don't know E.T. I left him, and what is up with these words? Militus, sick. So E stayed in C, but T stayed in M, he's sick. Now he's, tra- he's traveling with Paul, and Paul goes, look, here's the deal. We got to keep going, but he's sick, so he's stayed. Let me ask you this. Do you think Paul probably prayed for him to be healed? Would we say that Paul's powerful? Wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. The apostle Paul, seen some really cool things. Guess what? He prayed, homeboy wasn't healed. So he left him look at timothy first timothy 5 23 no longer drink only water this is paul speaking to timothy but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities what's he saying he's saying timothy you have this this frequency of getting sick and it, and it comes upon you so so could it just be if we look at the bible that timothy even though he was a man of god serving god preaching god from time to time or if not often he would have this sickness come upon him And he was not healed completely and whole. To where Paul says, hey, look, you're going to switch up the way that you attack this. Don't talk a lot about this in like teachings, right? We talk about healing, get your faith up, all that stuff. But, But what about this stuff right here? When even men of God in the Bible prayed for a healing and it didn't happen. Even the Apostle Paul, many would debate Paul would say that there's a thorn in my side or in my flesh. Some would even say he he could have been battling a sickness or an issue that he needed deliverance or a miracle from, but he didn't get it. The miracle didn't take place. And it wasn't like, you know, Paul was like the, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes and this will take place. It would say that he would intercede for hours and days to be healed but he he wasn't healed now i'm trying to set up a foundation here for not this whole like debbie downer moment like wow i really came to church today and got encouraged to have faith about being healed in my body i know it could really sound that way by the way right i'm trying to get us to a spot to understand even like the song says when we don't under understand things and it doesn't make sense god is still good Sometimes we have to remember, and I know this is hard, especially when someone's needing a miracle and their body's in pain. This is what I, I, i tell you, what I wrestle with the most is this part, right, is healing. I wrestle with it because I go to people's homes. I go to hospitals. People, they call in the pastor and, and you want to see people get healed. And so, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And I got to be honest with you, it's frustrating So I can imagine if you're sitting here and it's a child or it's your spouse or someone that you dearly love and you're just like, goodness gracious, like why would God not want to heal them? I used to say that for years about my little brother. Why would God not want to set my little brother free from crystal meth? I don't get it. I just don't understand it. Eventually it took his life. And there's times when I wrestle with, hey God, your word says if I pray and I do it in Jesus' name that you hear me and you'll answer what was up with that one has anybody ever done that or am i the only one so it's like okay but god this is what your word says but this isn't happening and the thing is is as a believer you have to wrestle with these things you have to look to the god's word and, and understand and have a proper understanding of this whole idea of healing and miracles my, i can remember my, remember my grandfather pastored in sacramento well over 50 years at one spot for 42 years and he got old numerous strokes like over 10 strokes and people meaning really well would go to the house because that's that's the only pastor they've known for 40 some years and because they loved him they'd go in and they'd spend time with them and they'd want to just pray healing and all this stuff i remember one time he pulled me close and he said son he goes please don't pray that i'd be healed and i said well papa papa why why wouldn't you want? he goes son It's a point of demand to once die. My body's gonna give up. And I said, so grandpa, I go, what do I do in these moments? Like if I'm pastoring and what do I, you ask a person what they want. Do they want to be healed or do they want comfort? And he said, son, he goes, I need you to pray for comfort. I was like, oh, I had an improper understanding of an asset or a side of God's healing. I'm saying all of this because you have to know these things and wrestle with these things. So what I wanna do very, very quickly is I wanna answer the question of why didn't Jesus do miracles? Right, for some, they got a miracle. For others, they didn't. Today, people get healed and some don't. So we have to, we have to look to God's word to understand that so so why didn't Jesus do miracles number one you can write this down Jesus never did a miracle to prove himself never did I I don't know if you've ever done this but I know I have God if you could just take this situation away I'll do fill in the blank for the rest of my life anybody ever done that before Mostly people that don't, that aren't Christians, when they're in a really bad situation, God, if you get me out of this, I'll go to church on Sunday. I'll give you my life. If you've ever had food poisoning, I guaranteed you prayed this prayer. God, if you could just take this away, I promise I'll never talk about sister so-and-so or whatever, you can fill in the blank there. I always say when I get food poisoning, God, I'll never drink another rock star a day in my life. God, I'll eat super healthy. God, I'll eat vegetables all the time. And then you come out of it, and what do you do? You go right back to normal. You ever prayed that prayer, God, if you'll do this, then I'll do this? Can I just tell you in a straightforward way, God will never answer that prayer. Because he doesn't have to prove himself. Listen, Jesus would never do a miracle to prove himself. If you go, look at Mark chapter 8. Then the Pharisees came out, and they began to dispute with him, seeking from him a sign or a miracle from heaven testing him (laughs) verse 12 but he sighed deeply in his spirit every time I read that word I just think of what Vanessa does to me and I deserve it when I get the (sighs) I'm pointing myself out because she does it anyways (laughs) but he sighed deeply in his spirit and said why does this generation seek a sign or a miracle we can put that word in there Assuredly, I say to you, no shine or no sign shall be given to this generation. And he left them and getting into a boat, departed to the other side. Jesus was ultimately saying, I will not prove myself by miracles. It's important. If you've been at our church for some time, you've heard me speak on the greatest miracle Ever. Many people say, well, it's the feeding of the 5,000. It's the raising of Lazarus from the dead. It's the lepers. It's this. Those are not the greatest miracles. The greatest miracle to ever take place is when you give your life to Christ. It's not not just what happened in the Bible. It's what still happens today. I'm going to prove this to you. Salvation is the greatest miracle you will ever see. You would say, but wait a minute, Pastor Rich, if we live, we live in San Luis Obispo, and all of a sudden this person was sick, and this was going on, and we went in, and, and, they, and God healed him, and oh my gosh, the city would be in an uproar, and people would, it's not the greatest miracle. In the book of John, John says there's seven miracles, and we talked about John 20:31, where he did this so that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ, and that you would have life. After miracle number four, something interesting takes place. After miracle four, the people start to say, hey, because this guy, Jesus, does miracles, we need to make him our king. It's what they say. You can go look it up. Make sure I'm not like making stuff up. It's good to do every once in a while because I might be just having trivia with you guys. I wouldn't do that. Only in a discipleship group. But Jesus hears the rumblings and the Bible says he departs up into the mountains to where they could not find him. So what do you think Jesus was saying with that action? What Jesus was saying with that action is, you want to make me king based off miracles. I will be the king because I came to give my life as a ransom for your sin. Jesus, in essence, was saying, you think that's a miracle? Wait until I die and my father raises me from the dead and thousands of years later, people accept me and tear their heart. That is the greatest miracle. And for some of us, we know that to be true because we have friends and family members who have come to Christ where you have probably said, (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen. And God proves himself differently, but God shows himself powerfully in the salvation of a friend. You can't pray, God, prove yourself by a miracle. He won't do it. Number two... Jesus didn't do miracles that interfered with God's ultimate plan. Never did miracles, as Nate comes. I want to show you an example in one story where Jesus chooses to do a miracle in one moment, but in the very next moment, withholds a miracle within his power to do so. Let me set the scene. They're in the garden. Jesus is getting ready to be betrayed by Judas with a kiss for some money so in that moment they come Judas goes forward he kisses Jesus to tell the other one this is who Jesus is but as they're doing this this crazy guy by the name of Peter which we talk about Peter a lot we love Peter Peter's crazy grabs a sword and goes off to kill the soldier now while Peter was very passionate, loving, he was the over the top kind of guy. He wasn't very good with his aim. Because he missed the guy's head and cut off his ear. Peter's not the guy you go to battle with. I mean, do you really think Peter picked up a sword to say, hey, I'm going to cut off this guy's ear? No. He's coming to take Jesus. Peter was going for blood. So, so Peter cuts off his ear. And, and Jesus, in this moment, decides to have a teaching moment for Peter. It's in Matthew twenty six fifty two. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father And he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? So some of you are saying, where's the miracle that could be taking place here that didn't take place? Here it is. Jesus picks up the ear, puts it back on the soldier. Another miracle that Jesus could have performed was to call upon those angels to take him out of the situation can you imagine being all the guys coming to get jesus and jesus prays a prayer and all of a sudden him and his disciples are just gone like that if you were those those guys you'd be going like okay that's a miracle jesus decides not to think about the times in the bible too where jesus saw the faith of others and said man i've never seen such faith like this But yet in his own hometown, he performed no miracles because to them, he was just carpenter Jesus. Jesus would perform miracles here, but he he would not do it here. Jesus would never perform a miracle if it interfered with God's ultimate plan. Now, this is hard for us, right? Because a lot of us don't understand God's complete ultimate plan. And can I just give you some great news here today that probably don't feel so great or sound so great? You never will until you make heaven your home. There are a lot of things you will just not have answers to. They will never make sense. That's why God says in his word that he gives you peace that surpasses understanding. Peace is far better than an answer. That's the truth of that. It doesn't feel good. We want to know why so-and-so died, why so-and-so is hurting. It's in our human nature. But sometimes... God, in his wisdom and his understanding, goes, it's part of my plan. Does God put sickness upon a person? No, he does not. But because we live in a sinful world, born with a sinful nature, things happen. And I've had to wrestle, maybe you have to. I've had to wrestle with the idea of just saying, you know what, God... I don't need to understand, I trust you, you're God. I think other times too, and this one's tough, man, this one's real tough. I think sometimes too, how we wrestle with sickness, how we wrestle with those that we loved, our love that are suffering, actually speaks as a testimony to those around us can i tell you what i mean by that when you can have joy in the midst of a struggle of a storm of a sickness even as you're going through it it could actually speak to somebody else you've heard me say this before how can you have such joy i I can remember my my mother-in-law was healed of cancer would go to church still have a smile on her face still believe God for healing but she still had joy how does that happen? only God only God can give you something on the inside when you're fighting some of the hardest battles physically or emotionally And what it does, guys, is it separates you. And all of a sudden, God uses what you're going through to help someone else. That's why how we've chose to walk through all of the hardship in our life is actually light. And that's why it's important that you keep a smile on your face keep the joy of the Lord which by the way the joy of the Lord is your strength so even in the midst of storms I can still have joy and when I have joy I'm strong because I have a hope so Jesus didn't do miracles to prove himself Jesus didn't do miracles that interfered with God's ultimate plan and number three Jesus didn't do miracles where there was no faith faith has got to be there I want you to stand with me today as we close. And I just want to read a couple scriptures to you. Faith, everyone look at your neighbor, say faith. Matthew 9, 21, for she said to herself, if only I touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter your faith has made you well not be of good faith daughter you're a good person you're well not be of good cheer daughter he says your faith has made you well and it says the woman was made well from that hour how about blind Bartimaeus he's blind mark 10 Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out to Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of T, sat by the road, begging. And when he had heard that that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now watch here. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still. And he commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing his garment aside, he rose and he came to Jesus. Man, I love this. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Sounds like an obvious question. But Jesus knows you need to speak. You have not because you ask not. Words have to go. So then the blind man said to him, Rabbi, or Rabinoi, or Rabbanini, or Hoppy, hey, whatever. Rabbi. I had to do it. Like, it makes me think of an Italian dish, okay? I'm hungry. Rabbi. I shouldn't have done that. Sorry. That I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way your faith has made you well at the end of the day it's our faith that moves the heart of God remember the story of the the guy who had a servant and Jesus said hey I'll, I'll come over to your house and I'll pray for him and the centurion said no 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 he goes you don't have to come all this way. Just say the word and I'll believe you. And Jesus goes, I've never, ever seen faith like that. At Jesus's word, he took him. But what did his words tie back to? It tied back to his, his faith. Now listen, I get it. I get that over time. I know we have some pastors in the room that over time the faith movement got real weird it just got weird i mean that respectfully and so when you talk about this have faith and i'm not trying to be funny but it's not a, a, a blab it and grab it, a name it and claim it. It's not that. It's genuine faith that just says, hey, God, if you say it, I believe it. And God, I'm not moved by what I feel because I mean, you guys, know emotions will lie to you. Man, your emotions will mess with you. Your emotions will get you up here one day, down here the next day. It's like a roller coaster at times your listen your emotions will lie to you so what so if emotions lie to me then what do I fall back on God's Word so I'm not moved by what I feel I'm moved by what I believe and God's Word says He heals and here's the deal again if it doesn't happen here it doesn't mean it didn't happen I believe there are many people that when they breathe their last breath on this earth and they wake up and they're in heaven with a whole body I think they might be saying healed it's just harder for us down here so what I'm saying is is you are to stand on God's Word whether it's a healing physically emotionally even spiritually I know people that have been hurt by the church that God has to heal them spiritually. So you, you stand on God's word and you believe. And then can I just say this to you here? I I don't have a notebook, like, like, you know, when you close notebooks, you go like, Oh cool. He's done here. (laughs) No other way to do that, but that just believe God and trust him with whatever. Can you do that? Can we do that? So when we look at people, we can say, hey, look, I'm going to pray that God would heal. But even if it doesn't happen here, God is still good. Still going to trust him. Okay. Because there's also this reminder, too, that this is not our home. Right? We gone. So we're going to trust God. I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Father in Jesus. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us, text CONNECT to 805-321-1357 or visit us at slow.canyonhills.com. Until next time, have a great day and be encouraged that God is with you and for you.